Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And how are your festive little heads? How's it going, guys? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Apologies for the somewhat belated roast today. It took a while to get the oven going, considering I was constructing a, a ski piste in my living room. If you want to see the ski piste in my living room, you can follow me on Instagram at Mark Megan Mark. Well said, at Megan Mark. Uh, how's it going though? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, real quick preamble. Thank you everyone for the support. Just on the live shows, there are a few tickets left for the third show. So uh, if you're interested, if you want to go, buy one. Buy two, buy three. Well, don't buy three, leave some for the rest of us. Um, there's a few tickets left. So if you have a last minute gift that you'd like to purchase for somebody, send them to the Mark Megan show live in concert in March in the Sugar Club. Um, Sunday, the 12th of March, I think, is it? Or the 13th? Regardless, they're the live shows. Looking forward to those. Thank you, everyone who subscribed to the Patreon this week. Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. Please put a penny in Mark Megan's hat. If you don't have a penny, a halfpenny will do. And if you don't have a halfpenny, God bless you. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Nevertheless, let's get into it, guys. Have you noticed the trend of people? This really winds me up, okay? It actually winds me up to no end. You know the people who say things like every time of year, and we're going to talk about the various types of people that sort of rear their heads from the cracks uh, at Christmas. But there's one particular type, and I don't know if I covered them a couple of years ago in the Christmas Chronicles, because they were the Christmas Chronicles. Then last year, we didn't do any podcasting in general in December. But this year we are. We're going to do a very COVID Christmas. We're going to talk about Christmas during COVID times and how to tackle the bloody Christmas blues. See a therapist. Um no, the, do you know the people that really wind me up are, you know the ones that give it the old, yeah, it's weird, like, it just doesn't really feel like Christmas, doesn't it? What did you do last night? Yeah, I don't know, like, it just doesn't really feel Christmassy. What did you do last night? You went to the Leinster game and then you had eight pints in Searson's and ended up in an apartment in Cherrywood till 7am. Of course it doesn't feel like Christmas. Of course it doesn't feel like Christmas. Oh yeah, I just can't, I don't know why, I just can't really shake the feeling. Like this year just just doesn't really feel like Christmas. I don't think Jesus Christ or Santa go to Café on Seine on a Thursday. Do you know what I mean? I don't think Jesus Christ of Nazareth went to Le Guillotin and put up an Insta story with James Kavanagh the night before he was crucified. Get Come back to earth like. You're not doing Christmassy things. If you were doing Christmassy things and still didn't feel Christmassy, then I'd feel sorry for you, but I don't. You're not doing anything Christmassy. Yeah, like, I just, I just, I know, this year it's probably COVID-like, but I just, just don't feel Christmassy-like, you know? Yeah, good luck. Santa was delivering bags, by the way, not ordering them. You've gotten it all wrong. You're not doing anything Christmassy. You're going to wake up on Christmas Eve beside a waste paper basket, resembling a tiramisu due to the layered presence of bodily fluids, you know? Your bed is going to resemble a Pop-Tart because of the juices of last night's kebab and human have finally started to crust over on the sheets. You're not doing anything Christmassy. The three wise men, whenever they went to the fucking Airbnb in Bethlehem, the, where the lads were staying, the night, was it the day, night before Jesus was born? When they were given gifts, they didn't have frankincense, myrrh and ketamine. Do you know what I mean? It was gold. Do more Christmassy things and then tell me about how you feel. They're all coming out of the cracks. 
I was in town yesterday morning. I tried to get in early to get out early. It didn't work. Didn't work. I still had to have the conversations that I didn't want to have. We've spoken about them before. I can't revisit that. I don't want to revisit that. You don't want me to revisit that. But the boyfriends, do you ever get the the couple of boyfriends out doing the Christmas shopping? They have to shop together. How embarrassing as a man. Do you require another man to come with you to do shopping because you still have some prehistoric notion that shopping is, dare I say it, queer or something like that? It's absurd. I I saw these two guys yesterday walking by um, Victoria's Secret on Grafton Street and they actually poked each other in the ribs and started laughing, sniggering, giggling because of the lingerie shop. You're laughing at bras, boys. You're laughing at bras. How dare you exist? <laughs> have you seen these boyfriends out shopping? Then they st- you, you bump into them, you have to have the chat. Oh, how, how are you? What, what's going on? Yeah, just doing some Christmas shopping, actually. Oh, fuck yeah, I have to do a bit as well. Like, so embarrassing. Is it? Purchasing gifts to show your loved ones in a material way how much they mean to you? I don't think that's embarrassing at all. I think that's tradition. Look, Christmas shopping isn't for everybody. I understand it. It's it's not the most enjoyable experience ever, okay? It's sort of like going to the dentist or, I don't know, getting to know your work colleagues on a personal basis. Nobody really wants to do it, but it's just part of the game. You have to, everyone gets involved and that's it, okay? I went Christmas shopping yesterday, but before I went into town, I went out to Dunleary. I went to the shop called Meadows and Burn which is your ideal sort of, it's a one-stop shop for things that are both impersonal and expensive. It ticks all the boxes, you know. It's the ideal place to go for like a godmother, the parent of a friend, or you know what I mean? It's one of those. And they've got like nice enough Christmassy like decorations there as well because like, aka, they don't sell pillows that say like, Merry Christmas on it or ho, ho, ho. Because if you do have any of those, by the way, in your house, have a quick look. You leave me no choice but to assume that your Christmas turkey will be battered and served three-in-one style with chef ketchup and boiling a bag rice. The type of people that have those likely have never been within 100 metres of an exam centre. Do you know what I mean? Unless there was a bake sale on, okay? But I digress. I went in to Meadows and Burn uh, to get somebody, you know, to get someone like something like a room diffuser. Because the best, the best way to describe how I feel about you is a getting you a 27 euro room diffuser. They all smell the same. They all smell the exact same. Whether it's a 4 euro one from Deals or a 50 euro one from Brian Thomas, they all smell the same. They all have the scent of sort of like sugary mass or a church service or like teenage hormones. They don't, none of them smell like the, descri- like the way that they're described. Anyway, 27 euros, like an adequate room, it's an adequate uh, Christmas gift for somebody. So I went in and I was having a look around at all the bits and there was this woman in front of me, okay, and she looked quite posh, but I then, I didn't realise she was this posh. I witnessed arguably the most outrageously posh slash classist, not even slash, entirely classist thing I've ever witnessed in my life, but it was also hilarious. She basically had gotten like this sort of, centerpiece for her I, I I don't know maybe kitchen table or living room I don't know what you call those things you know like the center thing with like flowers and like bark and a few fucking pine cones sticking out of it one of those things what do you call them 
Anyway, she'd gotten one of these and she she's in front of me in the queue and she gets to the top of the queue and she's like, oh, I'd like this, please. Uh, in her sort of, you know, Irish, but still a bit British accent, inexplicably. And the woman behind behind the desk goes, oh, that's lovely, isn't it? And she sort of visibly winced in response to the woman. She's like, yes, thank you. And she goes, yeah, that's absolutely lovely. Yeah, I got one of those at home too. Sorry? Yeah, no, I got one of those at home in our house. Oh, good Lord. Uh, I might just return it. She returned it. She was... <laughs> oh, I got one of those in my gaff. Oh, cool. I'm just going to put it back, actually. Sorry, thanks. Yeah, no. Oh, sorry, no. Happy Chris. Yeah, sorry. I have to dash. Uh, turkey is burning in the oven. Sorry. Yeah, no, I got my dad. He's nude in the motorway, so I need to go. Sorry. No, it's nothing to do with... Yeah, happy Christmas. Xmas. Or de Christmas, as you probably say. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, hope Santy's good. To I'm sure your many children will... Enjoy it. No, happy Christmas to you and them and their respective fathers. It was the most outrageous thing I've ever seen in my life. story reminds me of a friend my mum had uh, many years ago. I forget her name, but it was one of those absurd names that you sort of think no person under the age of 18 could be given that name. You must have acquired it when you graduated from university or got married or something. It was a name like Hillary or Miriam or Joanne, you know, one of these absurd, archaic names that only old women have. But she was one of the most profoundly posh people I'd ever encountered in my life, to the extent that one time I overheard her explaining to my mother that she had to fire the guy that she had hired to clean her windows. Do you know why? Because she was put off by the fact that he carried his cleaning utensils in one of those commercial uh, tubs of mayonnaise. Is that not the most am- like out- amazing way to fire somebody? It was in the run, run up to Christmas and the guy was carrying like his, I don't know, squidgy, his mop and his sponge or what have you in one of those tubs of mayonnaise, which you see everywhere. And she, apparently, her reasoning was, well, it's such an unholy amount of mayonnaise for one man to be eating. I don't want him near the house. Outrageous. You can't be firing men on the perceived amount of mayonnaise that they're consuming. This is insane. It's almost as insane as some Christmas presents that I've received already. So it's my birthday on Thursday. And I appreciate the fact that some people are getting in there nice and early, right? They're giving me the present nice and early. I, I, I spoke about this on Instagram recently, but something that's driving me up the walls lately are these um, like really niche cookbooks. Really, really niche cookbooks. Oh, I've got you this Japanese barbecue hardback. When am I ever going to use that? When am I ever going to use that? Just because you saw me ordering a Chinese takeaway once, do you honestly think I'm going to start serving miso soup thrice a week? This is madness. This is way too niche. This is way too niche, Margaret. Get me a generalised cookbook. Back in the day, you know, your parents had like two or three cookbooks in the kitchen and that was enough for effectively every meal because they have lots of different options. Cookbooks have gotten way too niche. It's just a last minute gift. 
It's a complete last minute gift. We all know when it is. You can tell, I've said this before, but you can tell by the person's eyes when they're giving you a gift. They're sort of apologetic. They know it's shit. You know it's shit. But you just, that's part of the Christmas. Another one though that I, I had an interesting debate with somebody about this during the week where I had to buy a gift for uh, a lady in my life that I'm not romantically connected with. Okay. It's a completely platonic relationship. I was going to get them leggings. And everybody around me was like, oh, that's perverted. That is deranged. You probably have a boner even thinking about it. And boners aside, I genuinely don't understand why that's bad. I was like, well, what's inappropriate about that? Oh, you can't be getting her leggings or something weird and sexual about that. So, okay, what will I get them? What will I get this person that I sort of know in a completely platonic way? What will I get them? Oh, well, you know her, like she's really into like her soap and her bits and stuff. Excuse me? Oh, just get her, like, a cream. She's really into, like, her her creams and, you know, her soaps and stuff. The woman's 54 years of age. Could you imagine if you were hit by a bus, by the way, tomorrow, and you're 54, and the only print, your footprint on the world, okay, and your mark on society is the fact that you occasionally like to wash yourself. That's That's the way that people will remember you. Oh, Mark, yeah, he was a good guy. He was a little bit, uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, to be fair to him, he occasionally liked to shower. It's ridiculous. Give people more respect. And am I wrong? Is it inappropriate to buy a woman leggings? I don't think so. I genuinely do not think so at all. And what really winds me up when somebody gives you a last minute gift is when they try and make an excuse for it. They try and justify how bad the present is. A friend of mine came over the other day and she was like, um, she was giving me a birthday present and she was like, oh, listen, so she, she's gotten real into journaling, okay, and writing gratitude lists, which I'm sure are incredibly cathartic and really help her. She was like, I, I, I got you this. Well, you didn't. Your friend has set up a journal company and you've got one for free and you've given it to me. Not, nevertheless, thank you for the bad gift. She was like, well, I just thought, you know, I've gotten really into it this year. I was like, oh, no, I know. You keep mentioning it on Instagram every day. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, I've just gotten really into it, you know. I've sort of, I basically every morning I'm sort of going for a run around Herbert Park and I just like to map out where I'm going for my run and stuff, you know. And I just thought, because you obviously with the podcast and everything, with the writing, you know, you'd love this. I go, yeah, yeah, thank you. No, like it's it's a bad gift. Thank you though, thank you for the thought. Yeah, like I mean, it's just amazing what journaling can do, you know. You, you look at Anne Frank. Sorry? You didn't. Just compare you going for a fucking two and a half K run around Herbert Park to the plight of Anne Frank. Are you outside of your mind? (laughs) The delusions. Astonishing. You can't compare your, you writing lists for what you want to buy in Aldi or ASOS, by the way, to Anne Frank writing one of the most groundbreaking pieces of uh, non-fiction in the history of the fucking pen. Do you know what I- Oh my God, leave the present under the tree with the unbelievable ski piece attached to it, by the way, and leave. Thank you. But I've been there before. I am the king of last minute, okay? I do my Christmas shopping, largely speaking, on the 23rd of December with Sonic-like speed. With the speed of the same sort of speed that you would see a 1950s Nazi going through passport control in Buenos Aires International Airport, pretending to be a graphic designer. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, Mr. Vector, what brings you to Argentina? Work? Really, yeah? And you definitely didn't have anything to do with all of that sort of genocide stuff that went on. Nine? And your three blonde boys here, their passports look quite fresh. 
The ink is barely dry. Are you sure their names are Chad, Brad, and Quickly? Sunday. All the best. Take care.